the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Where is God in your professional life, in your work? Is he notably absent? Is he a silent, awkward office mate that you only infrequently acknowledge? Or is he at the very core of all you do, even if your work seems wholly unrelated to spiritual things? Well, today on the show, we're talking about uniting our work with our faith. Leading our discussion today as our spiritual director is Father Matthew Spencer. Father Spencer is a priest of the Oblates of St. Joseph, currently serving as Provincial Superior and Shrine Director for the Oblates of St. Joseph out of Santa Cruz, California. Morning, Father. Thanks for being with us again. Patrick, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And specifically, I think maybe one of the things that uh, maybe from the outset we should talk about is work. It's not a necessary evil, but it's actually a gift to God to us. Am I right about that? Yeah, it it sure is. You know, work is one of those wishes that God or even commands that God gives to you and to me that even precede the fall, right? So even prior to the fall of Adam and Eve, God says to them, go and have dominion over all the earth and go and shape the world according to God's will. So he invites them to be cooperators in building up, you know, his creation. And then, of course, after the fall, work becomes grueling and work becomes uh, (laughs) a form of suffering and penance, right? Mm -hmm. Now, by the sweat of their brow, they're going to have to support themselves. Uh, But that wasn't the original intent. The original intent of work was not just to be a punitive measure of the Lord, but rather to be a way that we cooperate with him. And so... I think part of the Christian life is recovering that sense of work as as a, a cooperation with God's will, as a building up of the kingdom. Yes, also as a form of penance. We don't always like all the different tasks that are assigned to us, but there is beauty that can be found in work and, and great uh, cooperation with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, suffice it to say, you and I have work that, uh, that ties us directly into the work of the church, of course, but many... Many don't. I mean, many are, you know, they might be stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads. They might be out in an office or in a manufacturing plant or whatever it might be. And so it's true that we uh, need to see our work as a gift from God, regardless of um, how, quote-unquote, spiritual it is, yeah? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a challenge, right? I mean, it's hard to be scrubbing toilets and then thinking of God at the same time, right? It's hard to be maybe working an assembly line and trying to see that this is good for for your salvation and it's good for the world. But this is part of what we do as Christians is we discover the presence of God in those ordinary, simple moments of our life. Mm-hmm. And for sure, right, the Lord is present in those simple responsibilities and duties that are assigned to us. I mean, without a doubt, God is present when we have to change diapers, when we have to wash the car, when we have to dust our, our living room because he he invites us to to be good stewards of what he gives to us and that requires work it requires effort on our part and so there's a great challenge there as you as you rightly point out patrick that it's sometimes difficult and challenging to find god in these circumstances but i i truly believe that this is one of the secrets of a of a of a really effective and fruitful christian life is to find god even in those those things in which we wouldn't otherwise uh, look for him Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Well, and in the Catechism, paragraph 2428 I'm looking at right now, uh, it states this. It says, in work, the person exercises and fulfills in part the potential inscribed in his nature, 
It says the primordial value of labor stems from man himself, its author and its beneficiary. Now, and this next line is is really, I think, really salient here when we're talking about uh, uniting our faith and our work. Work is for man and not man for work. So that just, too, reflects that work in general, in all its ways, and however it might be practiced, is actually a gift from God. But that comes from our cooperating with this gift as well. This is very hard, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah. I like that. I'm glad you quoted that, Patrick. Work is for man, not man for work. Because the the temptation that we have in our life is to chase after maybe earthly things, material things. In order to do that, we have to work because we have to acquire money and, and earn earn things to, to be able to get these possessions. Uh, and, and therefore, we often can become almost slaves to our work yeah. where that's where our energies are directed and that's where our focus lies. But that's not at all what, how God wants us to live our life. I mean, we're chasing after the wrong things, right? We, and I think uh, when we recognize that uh, we're not made for work, right? Work is a gift to us in a way that you and I can cooperate with the Lord's will in our lives, mm-hmm. then it frees us. I mean, it gives us certainly um, more time, but it also gives us an awareness of the priorities in life, an awareness of of how to order my life rightly so that work doesn't consume me and spit me out at the end of the day where I don't have anything left to give to to the rest of my vocation. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, very important, I think, um, reference point as we're talking about work today to realize that we should not be slaves to our work, but work should be a, a means of salvation for us. Let's go now to Kathy calling in from Michigan City, Indiana, right up there on the shores of Lake Michigan. Kathy, thanks for calling in. Hey, the question uh, is this, and it stems from the comment about what if you're in a workplace that is not conducive to your moral enhancement. I worked for 20 years in advertising and saw some pretty awful things, lots of office affairs. One time a girl barge into my office with a petition that was a pro-abortion petition and was shocked when I wouldn't sign it. Anyway, it really kind of wore on your uh, resolve to live a good life. Then I became a teacher and I worked in an inner city school with a lot of other teachers or a lot of teachers who were Baptists or uh, Pentecostals and that sort of thing. And they were very different and they were, their sense of morality was, was heightened and they would say, bless you or have a blessed day, that sort of thing. So anyway, I often wondered, because it was a really comfortable environment to be with those sorts of people, I wonder if your sins are gauged at all by the temptations that are put in front of you, and how, if I had stayed in that advertising environment, how might my life have been different uh, morally, I guess, than being in an environment where people did believe in God and go to church and that sort of thing? Kathy, well, <laughs> I find myself, and I, I don't want to um, scandalize anybody, but I want to share something with you. I've had the, you know, the privilege, the blessing of both working in a corporate environment and seeing many of the things that you expressed, right? Just a lot of maybe immorality, a lot of people whose values are were so different from mine. And I've also had the privilege of working in the church as a priest for many years now, and it's almost more scandalous to me how people behave in the church than they behaved in the workplace. And mm-hmm. I say that not not as a judgment of people, but more 
that, well, you'd think that in the church, people would always be forgiving, and in the church, people would always be kind and compassionate, and in our parishes, people would always welcome children and families to Mass, and people would always be hospitable and all of this, and um, and we're not, unfortunately, right? I mean, there's sinners, of course, inside the church, too, and I'm saying this more for, for perspective, because I think... Um, my feeling is that wherever God puts us, there is an opportunity for us to witness and there is an opportunity for us to grow. And some, for some people, they are going to have to be in a corporate environment. And this isn't for everybody, Kathy. I mean, not everybody is going to be able to see the things that you saw and yet remain committed to the Lord. For some people, seeing those things and being pressured in those situations is going to lead them astray and they're going to fall prey to to the temptations around them. I thank God in your case that you didn't, right? And this is a great a great uh, blessing for you. It's a great blessing for the people you worked with. And frankly, we need people working in the advertising industry as Catholics. We need people working to bring holiness to their life. We need people in cubicles saying, no, I'm actually not going to sign that petition because I feel that's uh, an offense against God's plan for life. And I feel that I would rather that we support the young women who find themselves in a crisis situation rather than perpetuate the bad decisions that that might have uh, trailed them up till now. It's hard and it's not for everybody, Kathy. I think it's um, not everybody has that the, the character that can remain there because I think like you're like you were getting at, it can affect us. It can affect our outlook. It can affect our decisions. It can affect our moral life if we're not careful. But on the other hand, I think if we are rooted in God, then even in those difficult situations, be they in the workplace or in the church, in our pews, where that we also experience woundedness and human frailty, uh, then even in those situations, we can be a, a shining beacon of light, of grace, and of moral rectitude to those around us. Like what you just heard? Share it with your family and friends. And thanks for listening.